It's June 5th, 2022. This is Ablecraft, episode 29. I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Sir Spencer. Those dulcet tones of the machine gun drum, which is, uh, again, that was that was some poor attempt to do something. The whole track's about 30 seconds long. <laughs> and uh, like most of the music that ends up in anything I do, it's uh, something that was composed over two minutes maybe six or seven years ago and stashed in a big folder that I have, you know, where I keep all my yeah. incomplete songs and things which never get done. Yeah, the little pieces of something, pieces yep. of what? I used to think it was a trash bin, but now I found out it's a well, and I keep going back to it. Yeah. Um, when I was little, I always thought I wanted to be a cartoonist when I grew up. And one of the things cartoonists do is they have a cartoon morgue where it's like doodles and scraps and ideas that are half-baked and not ready yet, and they just keep it in a, like a file folder. Oh, yeah? And they call it the cartoon morgue. Ah, is there, are there any famous ones, like famous cartoonists who have uh, published their morgue, or is it a very private sort of thing? Um, I suppose you have like a version of that in um, Gary Larson's The Prehistory of the Far Side. It's like a collection of like uh, sort of the story of how he started doing The Far Side. Um... And it includes some of his work from when he was a kid, and then some of the... he Before he did The Far Side, he had a... I think it was called Nature's Way. He did like a, a similar thing to what he does. It's like a single panel cartoon, you know, but... He used to do one called Nature's Way before Far Side. Kind of solidified. Hmm. And yeah, there's some mortgage stuff in there. The morgish stuff. Well, I have yeah. my own my own kind of morgue. I think uh, everyone must have one if you're creative at all. You're gonna have some stash of all the stuff that never was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mine mostly are on the notebooks. <laughs> one of them that uh, I was looking back on was the Bobcat feeder because I was trying to get a sure. reference. I did a, a visual design for it, and it did work. It did produce RSS feeds. Um, in, including some of the test feeds, which I think are still up there. Uh, one of the few medium tag feeds up there is just a test feed that I made. It has some two old, uh, two old tracks that I recorded as demos a couple of years ago. But Bobcat Feeder is no more. But I liked the the purple forest design on it, and mm. so uh, we were talking about Demu last time, and I volunteered I'd do some kind of mock up for it. And I started with those really deep purple um, colors that we had, and then I really backed it off and washed it out a little bit more and made it a little more friendly. So it's not quite so um, – what I was thinking the whole time was Commander Keen Core <laughs> for a theme, you know, looking, yeah. looking like it's uh, right out of Commander Keen 4 or 6 or something like that, but um, with the weird perspectives. But anyway, I did a mock-up. Did you see it? I did, indeed. I have it in front of me right now, actually. Yeah, so what do you think? I've got uh, uh, the the total browser area, which is what I, w I was imagining this as a, um, like a browser window that's open, and then you have to render the app, web app inside it, and so there's some minimum area that everything has to fit into, and so I just packed it in. Sure. And there's a couple independent elements that could float around, and um, yeah, what, what are your I thoughts? Like, I like the art. For sure, and how it takes up, like, a huge majority of the, you know, that's the biggest element there is the art. I think that has to be the case. Mm -hmm. um, I like the 
the scroll bar and the buttons too. Um, I think if we could find some kind of a hybrid between like this and something like a uh, something like a YouTube Music, okay, where there is uh, sort of the the navigation and the ability to look at other stuff. The things I like about YouTube Music are when there's the player at the bottom, you have the ability to jump. Whatever you're listening to, you can jump to the artist or the album of whatever's playing. Okay. And so they have, like, pages for that. And, like, what you have here, I think, is, like, ideal for an album layout. Like, if you jump to the album of Stay a While, this comes up. I like that idea. Okay. Um, The boost is great. I love that it's, you know, bold like that. It kind of uh, is the shiniest thing on the page. Okay. I like th I like that idea too. Um I was thinking maybe like a down carrot next to boost to be able to select like or just to get to uh, the rest of the fields to propagate cuz I like not having any fields other than your sats total in your wallet, you know. Right. And then maybe if you hit a carrot then you get the amount um so I a message, I, a I, place to put the boostergram. <laughs> what I love that you just went to is presuming that there's any functionality in here. Like there's implied functionality. Like it, sure, when you look yeah. at it, you see, oh, well, the song that's playing is popped out, you know, a little, and it's in a yep. little different font. But that's you know everything is just done in a graphics program. <laughs> you know, sure. there's no yeah. functionality yet. So there's what happens when you click the boost button is completely undefined. Sure. But I I like what you you know you're reading into it and you say, oh, it seems like I should be able to click a down button and adjust it. So, Yeah. I really like the design you put on the active song too, actually, I want to say. Like how it's highlighted but also slightly indented. Yeah, I, I struggle with that a little bit. Um, the idea was that I wanted it to look different and so I inverted the color and I actually changed the... Uh, the tint of the box that it's in and I yeah. bumped it out and I put a little arrow next to it. And, um, I probably tried a dozen different ways of doing that. And, uh, this is the only one that looked plausible. You, I mean, there are some ugly stuff before that. It is still not where I want it to be, but I like this as like a jumping off point for sure. So here's what I'm thinking from a development standpoint is there's a couple different items here that are going to stick around like the, the, um, play controls, which no one's commented on this yet, but there's only pause, play, and fast forward. You know? I I noticed you know, that those are um, the only buttons I felt like making. Sure, and I spent most of the time on making the little indent where it looks like it's pressed in, the little three D shape. Yep. The uh, the idea would be that that thing kind of floats with the screen. It's kind of always on the screen, no matter where you go, and every other element is behind it. And so yeah. if you had a playlist, if it was important to show a playlist to a, to the user, then that kind of green dotted box would come up and it'd have the, maybe the, either the title of the playlist, or if it was an album, maybe a playlist is green and if it, or, or an album is green, a playlist would be some other color, you know, a little hint to tell you if I'm looking at a list of songs that are associated or a list of songs that are in a shuffled playlist, you know, there's, there's subtle things you can do that I'd like to try and put in. And then the little floating platform uh, with the album art, you know, you could imagine zipping in or out if uh, you really got crazy with the 
with the graphics here. Sure. Um, to, uh, you know, whether you're looking at an album or a collection of albums or if you're looking at, uh, uh, I don't know, you could have some other element there like uh, photos from the chapters feed or you could have some other element like, um, I don't know, you're about – your about page or your, um, I don't know, settings page. Um, then the last thing was I put a yin and yang symbol in the back because it needed something like that. Yeah. And uh, I think that needs to be, that's the temporary logo until we have a real DMU. Yeah, I have, uh, Lorian is supposed to be working on one of those today, in fact. So. Uh-huh. I didn't even have to ask her. Yep. Um, and then the the functionality of this, like, and uh, the picture that we have for the album art is like wine. I'm imagining that art by it says art by Boobery right there. Uh huh. Um, if there's an artist's name available, uh, then it'll pop up, and if there's nothing, then it it wouldn't be there. Is my thought. Gotcha. And the idea would obviously be if you hit the about, it would pop up a page, maybe an overlay to the whole thing, or maybe just an overlay to the uh, right half plane of the of the app. Sure. You know, without blocking the play controls. Right. That that would show you some summary of you know based on the the podcast. What are they called? The person tags that are in there. You sure. have a number of, well, here's the the people who are in the band. Here's the information about you know, uh, you know who played drums, who played whatever. Depending on what level of detail is in there, there's a task to take all of the person tag information and turn it into a procedurally. I don't want to say procedurally generated, but a um, a summary page. Sure. That's formatted and it understands, you know, oh, I know that, that these kinds of things are musicians, so they're grouped together. And I know these kinds of things are production, so I'm mute, grouping them together under different headings. Sure. And so that lays out – I mean that's a piece of logic that's going to have to be written. Um, that one – that's one I was thinking about a little bit and I, my suspicion is it's a bit trickier than – uh, than is immediately obvious, but uh, yeah, you could do a lot. You could uh, you would definitely want the person tags to to render in there, and then maybe, I mean, there's a there's so many possibilities of tags that we, for instance, didn't employ in uh, in our uh, Stay a While album, like uh, descriptions on each item, for instance, mm-hmm. um, or you could propagate the description for the whole album or a description for the band itself. You know, there's a lot of different uh, possibilities. But I'm trying to think of, like, and I suppose this will evolve over time, of, like, what a band would want to tell its listeners, you know, given, like, given the history of things. Like, when you're when you're listening to a, a vinyl album and then you're, f- like, flipping over the, the album cover... And reading liner notes, yep, things like that. Uh, all of that stuff should be, you know, just a couple clicks away in this app too. Right, and it all should live in your RSS feed somewhere too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, I think that's kind of the path we need to chart is how do we take a, a vinyl experience and have some actual digital version of it because. I don't know. I think we've been getting closer there in the digital world, but it's not quite, it's never been quite there, you know? Yeah. 
And the, likely it'll never be all the way there, but... The RSS feed, I think, is gives us that advantage because we're going to have an open standard. And we're using, we're using an RSS feed not so much as a feed um, in our use case, though Signs of New Growth uses it more like a feed. Right. The way we use it, I've been thinking about the term manifest... And it's, mm. it's sort of like a manifest of all the, the different things. And if I was going to do a pitch deck for DMU, I've also been thinking about how to lay that one out because we need a pitch deck for DMU. The, the little block diagram that shows how the system works says, oh, here's a bunch of servers in the cloud and there's music data. There is the metadata and the metadata is contained in this RSS feed. It's a manifest of everything. It says, here's the karaoke lyrics. Here's who was, who played on the album. Here's the album art. Um, here's the descriptions that go with each song, the descriptions that go with the album. There could be HTML. Um, there's all kinds of things that could go in there. And the standard is what allows us to put it in and have it interpretable in an open way. Sure. And then of course there's, the sound data, the waveforms. And, uh, you know, so what we're really talking about is we're, these things are going to be out on all different servers. They're going to be aggregated. And all we have to do is ask the aggregator to send us a list. Now we have a list of all the manifests for all the different albums that we know about. And we can go show them to the user and uh, play them. Yeah. By connecting and downloading them or buffering them or doing whatever clever thing that we need to do to make it happen in a smooth way. Sure. But anyway, that's... That's where my mind has been on uh, with DMU. Um, so another thing that YouTube Music does that I quite like that should, I think, be optional for us is the ability to download tracks for offline play. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, most podcast apps can do that too. But with the music side of things, it's way smaller, the... Uh, well, the potential is way smaller per track, let's say, um, as far as download space goes. So that's another thing I want to be able to do that would be really attractive because, you know, everybody streams now, everybody streams. But to have the option of doing either, I think, is um, pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. I reinstalled uh, Podcast Addict, and the mm. reason that I did is because I was flying on a plane. Yep. Recently. And you got to have those things downloaded if you want to listen to something on a plane. It's crazy. Like, that's still one of my main drivers. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, I have a note to talk about my SIM card since we're talking about <laughs> communication. I was going to ask you, man, because, uh, <laughs> you know, the last time I wanted to ask you when we were talking of uh, this whole uh, this whole texting thing, man. And uh, so you explained to me some crazy machine that you had bought. Yes. To allow you to text maybe from your uh, home machine. But I'm scrolling back here in my phone. And <laughs> the last text I have from you is in late April. Uh, how do you turn off the TV, which you sent to me from, <laughs> from yes. my own living room. I did. I sent that from your living room probably uh, maybe about midnight. And then I've got, oh, a few different texts I've sent to you. Some pictures, some... Uh, sentimental somethings nothing nothing i got nothing i nope. gave up so my last text to you is may 20th and i've given up since then yep so what i what i did is i bought a uh an sms modem that okay. i've been trying to set up at my apartment 
and I just bought it, and I and I said, well, here, it's this device, and it runs. Um, I think it runs on a Raspberry Pi or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, it has the ability to put a SIM card in. And then instead of getting SMS to your phone, what it'll do is you get your SMS messages and MMS messages and all the different things you want to do is they get put on there and then you can have it forward through email or um, and you can access it through the web and you can do all these sorts of things that you can't do with the messaging app on your phone. Sure. And the big thing that bugged me was I now have multiple phones that I carry around because I have one for work and I got one for that has basically two people – Maybe two or three people who text me on it, which is my mom, Cotton Gin, and you. I oh, think are the only the only people who ever send me texts. Everyone else, we talk in different ways. Gotcha. And uh, so, what I did is I wanted to test it, and so I set the thing up. And well, the SIM card that you need to put in is a uh, micro SIM. And so I opened mm. up my phone, which is uh, my Graphene OS phone. I take out the SIM card, and it's an it's a nano SIM. Ah. And so I had to. So it sat there for a bit, and then I uh, I had to get an adapter. So I went out and I got the adapter. I put it in, and then I put the uh, the whole SIM card back. You know, you you kind of stick the two things together, and you put it in the thing. And I was booting it up, and I can never get the damn thing to work. Oh, so. Man. After about a weekend of trying to figure this out and reading the manual, and I'm like, you know, sending a hundred texts from one of my phones to the thing, and not none of them are showing up. Um, I said, okay, it's time to, uh, it's time to give up on this. So I hit the eject button, and it halfway ejected. The mic, the nano sim fell out of the holder because it happened to be upside down in the way that the that the thing was, and it got stuck inside the uh, the hardware. <laughs> Oh no! And so I was rattling around in there for uh, for a little while, and I was I was ejecting it because I was going out on uh, doing some I, I was doing something where I wanted my phone again, um, and uh, so anyway, it was in there rattling around for about a month. I did just pop it open uh, uh, Thursday, I think, and I took the sim out and I did put it back in my phone, but it's not at this point. I'm I'm using this as a clean break to say I just don't want to text anyone. I see. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I had figured and, and arrived at. Yeah, it's so it was, it was. I don't know. It, I've never liked text messages to start with, so it's no loss of love for me. Sure, uh, they're not secure. You know, your neighbor can listen to them if he has the right or read them if he has the right equipment. It's uh kind of well documented that anyone can get access uh inside the phone company it's just really crap and uh i don't know i'm anti-sms at this point uh an mms i was gonna say i had some i had some m's on there too yeah uh what the first thing i sent you was the the picture of my marlboro neon sign all lit up because i forgot to turn it on while you were here oh yeah I i thought you would get a kick out of it and uh, it's since kind of shit the bed on me. Uh-oh. It doesn't really want to light up, so at least I have a couple pictures of it, and I'll have to figure out, I'll have to tinker with it and see what's going on with it. Yeah. Well, that was back when uh, I was in the bowl. We were playing some music together. That was fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I did go back and play a couple things into a microphone. I hit the record button, <laughs> sang and played into it, uh, and... Uh, I think I nice. owe you those. I have a folder on the the NAS 
it's called Project Highway, I guess. So I don't know. I started with, for some reason, we started with, with G on the last one. So I picked, because we were Project Golem. So I just picked oh, right. a word with the next letter. Uh, kind of like the, the hurricane naming convention. Yep. So just, just moving a letter. Project Highway. Okay. And uh, I got one, two, three, four, five. And I've got probably, oh man, this must be, I hate it when I screw up my recording and all the stems get dumped in one folder instead of in their own. Oh, yeah. I've got 68 items in there. Shit. It's like when one of my students breaks their source control and they start tracking the whole week's repo instead yeah. of the project's repo. Oops. Yeah. So it happens constantly. I don't know if there's any... There's nothing I really want to play on the air, uh, but I want to get these to you. <clears throat> well, since you left, I have kind of totally redone this room down here and... Um, actually have a functioning studio down here now. Oh, I've heard. Like, aside from the uh, podcast side. You have a jam area? Is that there's the... Like a, yeah, there's like a little... Uh, I mean, the the intent is to be able to onboard people onto this thing. You know, like, if all they do is play an instrument and they don't do anything else, you know? Like, I, they don't even email. Yep. Then I want to be able to do everything else for them if it comes to that. And so that's sort of the purpose and the thought behind the space and how i set it up and everything nice yeah i'd so like to see op- it open for business man maybe come by sometime yeah swing on by it'll be ready it'll, be, it'll look much better than when you were here last <laughs> let's say uh. well speaking of redecorating uh i was also working on redecorating the Ablecraft feed um and so what i got is podcast generator loaded up on a server okay and was screwing around with it and uh after I tooted that I'd done that, Boobery wanted to see it, so I've been talking to him on the back a little bit. Um, he has Podcast Generator loaded up for behind the schemes, and the reason that we like Podcast Generator, the reason I do, is because it has that special feature that the other podcast uh, hosts don't have, which is you can have custom XML just injected into the feed. Um, I guess it would be the channel level of your feed. I think is what it's called. And then there's also another block you can put for any item level. You can just add XML to it. And that's um, a bit of functionality that lets you put in any prototype tag or do any kind of development work. Like if you want to, someone comes up with some new thing on Podcast Index, some new tag they want to try or propose, and you just want to pop it in your feed, you can I just love do it. it. You, I love that. No, I I understand from a development side of things that like, we never trust the user anymore, you know? And it's like... Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, so many devs right now are just, like, dying inside. Like, wait, the user can do anything they want? But I, I'm i of the other camp, man. Let the user break things. Like, they're going to anyway. I'm sorry. I just opened a helipad, and uh, I saw your two... <laughs> I saw your boost. Oh, yeah. From three days ago. I had not read that yet. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll save that for Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, the thing that we tried to do was set up set up podcast generator on a server, and then what I did is is I was just playing around with PHP and how it works and how it's connected to uh, the different parts of the server. You know, I think there's a database on there it uses, and the uh, experience we had so far was pretty good. It seems to tolerate all kinds of bullshit, like. Um, changing, uh, renaming folders after you've already installed it to an extent. So I'm, uh, 
very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like Behind the Schemes is going to find a way to get their episodes uh, thing set up. I, I really hope they do. Um, we've been using Podcast Generator for years now, Cold Acid and I, I should say. And it is still the only thing that it does uh, that it misses that other podcast hosts do for you is the encoding of the MP3. You really have to do everything yourself, including embedding the the chapter art. I see. But I have a script on my GitHub, it, which is the one that I use for Rare Encounter. So uh, it's the famous Python script I used to whine about every single week mm-hmm. uh, until it was written. And now it's just you run it, you type in the episode number and the title and everything else it populates, you know. So you could fork that script and make it into a uh, make it into one that suits your podcast. You know, put your people inside it and put your art as the uh, as the uh, JPEG it embeds in the in the MP3. I think it'd be just fine. Let's see. Um, Sounds like the way to go. I don't know if you've uh, caught up on some podcasting 2.0 lately. Oh, I have actually, but. Um... What what did you think about the... Because two weeks ago, they talked heavily about the music thing. Yep. And then... Um, I thought it I was... I don't know. On, on Friday night, they, they, they played um, Lorian's Awesome Pokemon course. They, they did. And... Uh, <laughs> kept, they, I don't know. They kept uh, name-dropping me. I was like, What's, what games on this one? <laughs> yeah. The... Let me try and get my thoughts together here. The thing I thought was the most interesting about the music episode was how in tune it seems like we are with uh, Adam and Dave because not having listened to that episode, we talked about several different things on here. And at least a couple times we were bringing up – I I think you had listened to some of the episode, but I hadn't listened to any of it. Yeah. And – I was saying stuff on there, and then I would hear – I went back and listened to the episode, and I heard it was like Dave or Adam say the almost the exact same thing that I said at the same yeah. uh, at the same point in the conversation. So I, I like that. We're not split apart yet. Um, th- there's something else in the works that he keeps talking about in the background where there's someone who's going to reach out to Bandcamp or something like that, or they're going to reach out to some other – company that does this sort of right. thing and i'm all for that um but i think the uh the secret super secret app that we have i don't know how s- we talk about the whole thing on the show i don't know how super yeah, secret it's, it is uh, you know? it's coy because <laughs> it's just coy because they don't know what's going on you know they want to pass that buck which is fine i'll take the mystery i'll take the allure it's fine yeah um, as far as I the, don't, for the record, I don't have a channel to the podcast index and haven't ever since I was, uh, told to route around it if I didn't like the fee structure. <laughs> so I do not have a channel to podcast index. Hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the, uh, advice I get, I don't think was taken very well. And so, uh, I just, uh, I just did what was suggested to route around them. So that's, that's the situation there, but yeah. I've been looking at getting a, a big old channel open to LN Pay, and I'm also interested in finding out if there's other payment services besides LN Pay that would be equitable to uh, to open channels to. Um, now, all the podcasting traffic seems to go through LN Pay, so I don't know. 
how much there is going through any other server out there, but I, I'm just curious, what are the other big ones out there? Do you know? Well, uh, what we want to do is our own, uh, node through voltage, I think, who just added Ellen bits. And I would like to have some kind of an off, uh, an off-site node to run the wallet back in through. And so since Voltage just added Ellen Bits to their services, uh, I've been talking with Graham and uh, exploring what that would look like. Okay. Um, but anybody who does that right now does so on their own node. And so I'm not sure, you know, how many people are looking to solve it that way. Um, but I did want to find some kind of Ellen Pay alternative just because of the pricing, mm -hmm. which is pretty, uh, pretty sky high. It's yeah. free if you just want to basically sandbox stuff, but if you want to do, I don't know, I can't remember what the minimum is, uh, a number of wallets, but it's quite low. And then it just jumps up to 99 bucks a month, which I am not prepared to, uh, fund at least not at this juncture. Yeah. It's, um, hard to see. It's hard to see that not as a money loser. Up up to a hundred wallets, and oh, here's the real kicker: five hundred sat limit per transaction. That's their free sandbox. Uh, so, yeah. So the minute you want to send five hundred and one sats, yeah, uh, which even, is which is the first minute, by the way. That's not even a boost. No, it's not. It's literally try it and uh, try it with sats that you're not even sending. Yeah. No. I hope no one uploads Prog Rock. We'll never get it. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Let's see, what else was there? Uh, they had Vizzy was on, this uh, Nick Ivanov from Vizzy, uh, on episode 88 of Podcast yes. 2.0. What did you think about That's that right. one? That was a great one. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, I, it's always interesting when they have new guests and new guys on, and um, he sounded polished enough to not be on a podcast for the first time, you know, but... Um, he seems to have one foot in kind of the VC world, and uh, maybe his heart is in the, Go ahead. Uh, it sounds the sort like of index world, it's, you know? It sounded like he was trying to get a foot in the VC world. It, that uh, could be That could be as well. I think he said he didn't have any investors, so we'll see. Well, he's got his pitch down, I think. Mm -hmm. He's definitely, it's definitely got that. So well, He's going out practicing it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like uh, you do the small little local bars before you do the big open, uh, before Correct. you do the big mic nights. That's right. You got to test your material. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, he's got his pitch deck worked out. He's got his pitch, uh, questions and answers and all that, you know? Yep. So a guy like that, a guy like that will go far, just a matter of time. I like the concept that they're pursuing. Um, it sounds like Vizzy is really just a way to get that, um, chapters data encoded yeah. in the right way. And it seems like they have a nice visual interface and it's synced up with the audio and, um, that's something that is badly needed. The perfect responses, though, uh, for any guy in that arena, when somebody asks, does it support this? No. Any plans? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we had, that's the way to do it. <laughs> we had, uh, but my, my instinct with the chapters, and I, I never really said this, but as soon as you have audio that's playing out and then you can put subtitles up and you can have, you know, text and 
you know, you, you could have an audiobook at that point, but as soon as you put the visual part of it um, in there, you know where my mind goes? Visual novel. Of course, yeah, sure. Now it it's on autoplay, you know, so you're gonna hit play and it's gonna just gonna play through. But now you have the illustrated storybook as possible, and there was a really sad experience I had at a comic con once where I got to meet Lavar, where I got to go to an, an event that Lavar Burton was at, and uh, you know everyone was there because of reading Rainbow and Star Trek, and we wanted to, uh, you know, hear the the story. You know, it's a it's a Comic-Con, everyone wants to talk about the nerd stuff. And sure. What we got instead was a continuous pitch for LeVar Burton's new app. And he was just talking about how great my app is and everyone should go get their app. And he's talking to, you know, a bunch of Star Wars, Star Trek nerds about a children's app because – and the app that he had was a uh, reading rainbow thing where it's, it had illustrations. It was an audio book with illustrations that you subscribe to. And uh, it just seems – it seemed – Really, uh, I don't know. It it wasn't a good look at the time. Just because, you know, you could talk about being deaf to your fans, you know. It's like, oh, well, you're not here for anything here. You're here to promote yourself, I guess, is what mm. I felt like. But uh, anyway, that app that he, he did, well, there was no way to do that with any open standard at the time. I guess you could make a video file where you had, and you're spending all your time and bandwidth um all your um your file size encoding repeat frames of the same thing you know because you're showing the same frame over and over and over because you have you know 10 pictures to go with a 10 minute story right so you just you, you have to deal with that um the podcast 2.0 way of doing that would you, would be you have your 10 minute story and you have a chapters file that points to the 10 different images that are going to going to pop up or change sure yep and visual novels have this uh, this thing in the art called variations where they'll have – it's kind of the same picture, but there's a couple details. They'll shift, you know, maybe at, at points in the story, you know, where uh, you'll start with a room in one condition, then it'll change, you know, when the lights get turned on or something like there'll be a variant of it. And so you can pop between all these different things. The only thing that Podcasting 2.0 is missing, and I'm not really asking for this, but I, it's just something that uh, – the last bit would be compositing uh, a couple different uh, images on top of each other, you know, like an image with transparency. And I don't think that should be in the standard. It's completely bonkers, but that's the only thing it's not doing right now. Well, it's funny you mention it because uh, Blueberry has been suggesting or toying with this idea of a, basically an equivalent for images of the alternate enclosure. Okay. Where maybe you have an alternate image. And so the use case would be maybe you have just your kind of regular um, boilerplate image for an episode or chapter or what have you. But then you have like an opt-in, not safe for work version of the same image. Yeah, whether I like that's, that. Uh, whether that's edgy, like uh, gore content or uh, a little too risque sexually for work or well, uh, I, something like that. I think I complained right when Boobery started putting... Uh art in behind the schemes he had some really nuts it wasn't that bad but it was something you wouldn't want popping up on your phone uh in the middle of a meeting sure <laughs> and uh is that what happened <laughs> he put it on his chapter art and i was using CurioCaster at the time i opened my phone and it and i didn't i hadn't known that art was there because i was listening before i sure. paused it 
put my phone in my pocket and then I took my phone out and guess what was on the front screen was that. And I forget <laughs> what it was, probably boobies or something. These people but, are sick. <laughs> yeah, it's boobery. But he's, man, uh, he's killing it. He is... Uh, no doubt, man. You called him uh, a down MFer. Yeah. And uh, I think that's true. No doubt. No doubt. He's the known boosting maniac, among other things. The known boosting maniac from Mini Apocalypse. Yes. Well, we've got uh, some boostograms, speaking of, to oh, yes. go through here. Um, the first one I think that we got was actually from Signs of New Growth, if I'm reading my... Oh, uh, our buddies. Yeah, from Please Recycle, that was 333 sets. Um, we had... You know, Helipad really needs that column. You need a column for every show. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not a column think, for every uh, episode, but every show needs one. And it, I think if uh, if Adam's constant uh, suggestion of it isn't going to get it done, I know mine won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's but, the but problem. But you're totally right, yes. The, the problem is Dave only has one show. Right. And what we need is Dave to have well, two shows. And there's a second problem, too, which is that Dave does not use Helipad. <laughs> Yeah, how about take your own medicine, doctor? No, he you does know. not. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay, uh, so now because we don't have that, I've got to sort through. i got a bunch of rare encounter. We got Mere Mortal says, DMU is definitely better than Music 2.0. Yes. Also, Australian animals are the best. So I think yes, Kyron thank down. You. Thank you, Kyron. He gets it. That's a guy that gets, gets it. it. Yeah. Uh, we have... Do, 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 do. I think that's the last one I saw. Let's see. Every, um, please recycle. I'm just yeah, looking You for said the please recycle 3333. You had that one. Yeah, and 1337 um, from Mere Mortals. I'll, I have a, from Harv Hat on Stepsisters Node 11101. <laughs> 11,101. Wow. I don't know if you see that one. Um, um, I can't scroll that, and find it. That may have been a live, or that may have been during when we were uh, podcasting last week. Because then, right before the at one, is nine 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 from Carolyn, <laughs> who says podcasting two point in Bandcamp. I love it. Free range music two point So we're gonna have in the future uh, a live tag, but I'm gonna have to migrate the show to a RSS feed. Yep, that is. Uh... And, and I guess to a website. Something you can hand hack. Fortunately, we don't actually have a website right now. We just have an RSS feed. So yeah. there's a... Uh, just uh, the bare bones, you know. Yeah. There's not much to change, so don't worry about it. Uh, speaking of the Bandcamp thing, though, did you know back in March that uh, Bandcamp was acquired by Epic Games? No. Who 40% uh, is owned by Tencent? No. I it's had no idea. True story, my man. Well, shit, is that, I did know that they were pulling out, they were doing something like banning users from it um, for content or for, I don't hmm. know, it seemed like they were they were going YouTube style on uh, yeah. cutting out people they didn't like. And that was, I didn't bring it up, but that was something I noticed maybe a month ago in the news. I can't remember what the context was, but there was some article complaining about them cutting out artists. I wonder if that is because of the acquisition. Shit. Yeah, it, it makes sense now. Because Lorian mentioned something to me about it. And so I looked it up, and yeah, sure enough, at the beginning of uh, March, the uh, 
the old Epic Games bought Bandcamp. So, well, we need Demi more than ever now. I think so. I think this is a sign, uh, and we're and on the right kind path. Of, I know that last episode we already sort of couched our, you know, Bandcamp thing with like, well, it's kind of the freest, most indie that you could do, but yeah, not anymore. Uh, ah, it's, it's 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 been assimilated. Yeah, it's been assimilated, and quite recently, by the way. So it's not like you know, nope. some of these things weren't true, but uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think a fair shake is to be had at the at Bandcamp going forward. The only, it's only going to get worse. The only thing that I can say is that of all of like the crappy tech and social media companies at the beginning, um, Tencent, which if I if I've got my now what's what's their major property again? Maybe I'm confusing with someone else. Tencent is the uh, they're mobile mobile games. Or? They're a, like a Chinese. Oh, are you talking about Epic Games? Uh, no, Tencent. Tencent is like a, they're into like surveillance basically, aren't they? Uh, let me see here. Mm. Um, multinational multinational technology and entertainment conglomerate and holding company. Uh, video yeah. game vendor, yeah, they have uh, music, comics, video game streaming, music. They have QQ Music, which I've heard of, Jukes, which I've not. Epic Games is the one that jumps out. Um you might know more of these in the... Oh, Ubisoft. They have 5% of that. Okay, yeah. This is Turtle um, Rock Studios did Modern Warfare. and Riot Games. They're 100% stake in Riot geez. Games. Epic Games Super... Da, da. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is... This is the Borg Collective. Okay, yes. so uh, Bandcamp. And just Are look we... at the picture of that building they're in. Yeah. <laughs> the 10-cent seafront towers in Shenzhen. Yeah. That tells you all you need to know right there. It looks like two towers with a bridge between them. It looks like a cancer cell that you need to get removed or something. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Like, doctor, what is it? Is it bad? And then he puts this up as your chart, and you're like, oh, my God. You have... Sorry, son, you've got Tencent. <laughs> Can anything be done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, son. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, uh... I consider it an invasion an invasion man you want to do this again next week yeah I'll sure I'm, do a short i'll show. be i'll be down yeah all right down like a clown same time same bat time same bat channel sure i said that last the, uh episode. the old the old sunday morning sunday morning is much better than friday night to me so. i like that i like it all right well let me play us out and uh we'll go our separate ways all, all right. right next week i'll see you next week my friend all right